Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek for the voyage home one minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, David Stoker. And that would make me your other co-host, Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Hey, Dave. It's going well. Whew. Getting into some good stuff now. Minute five already. Yes. Minute number five. And this minute starts with a, uh, a sunny day at Starfleet headquarters in San Francisco. <laughs> and this ends with uh, Klingon ambassador Karamag. See now the real plot. Ooh, I like your uh, impression there. Yeah, it wasn't very good. <clears throat> so I've got a massive amount of problems right now with this minute. We, we haven't even started it. I know. And okay. so uh, let's let's just get started. So this minute starts with um, your your best feature of this entire minute, which I believe is the music. Oh, what? Um, Are you kidding me? <laughs> No. Um, I'm I'm literally waiting for the meanwhile on Earth, you know, tag because that's. You mean like the uh, the guy from? Uh, it's like somebody saying that out loud. The guy yeah. from uh, from Super Friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's you're totally right. That's what that would totally fit right there. Um, I mean, it's a it, this is a good shot. I mean, you see the Golden Gate Bridge in the back, so you know they're in San Francisco and. See a bunch of people walking around, and you see some cool-looking buildings, and everything looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of matte paintings. I mean, obviously it's a matte painting, right? Oh yeah, obviously. Um, um, it's a but little I, mean, I don't know. The, it, it's a little faky, you know, it's a, and maybe it's because it's you know daylight and you know, blue sky and mm-hmm. everything. Like if it'd been cloudier, maybe it would look a little more realistic. I don't know. I think the only building that really bothers me is the first one to the right, the the pyramidic, uh, you know, yeah. the one that looks like a pyramid, yeah. because there's no shadows. Like all the other buildings seem to be casting some sort of a shadow, uh, even if it's like the windows or one is casting a shadow on the other one. The the, the pyramid window, uh, the pyramid uh, structure has like no right. uh, rooted shadow to make it look like it's actually part of the. I think you take that thing away. I think it looks fantastic. Okay. It's a winner. I, I had, yeah, okay, I can see that. I, there must be a bigger building off screen that's mm. cast, like throwing a shadow on it. But, True, but I just feel like there's no grounding. Yeah, it yeah. just does. It just looks like someone placed it there, and there's no, no shadow to tie it to the ground. Like there's just, it just looks weird. Hmm. I had two notes that the uh, the center building, the one that says United Federation Planets on it, mm-hmm. that it looks like. Like a, you know, the uh, space dock aesthetic, you know. Uh, oh, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. But then I also said Epcot, and yeah, right. Is it like the uh, a little bit, yeah, a little bit, right? When did, do you remember when Epcot opened? Was it was it early eighties? Was it like nineteen eighty? Yeah, it was in it was in the eighties. I think it might have been. Yeah, it might have yeah. been eighty. Yeah. And I know, you know, it looked it looked futuristic at the time, and that's yep. that's what that I get an Epcot Epcot vibe from from that that center building. 
uh, you know, like the people mover is probably going on inside that or something. Oh, love the people movers. So, uh, what does uh, Epcot stand for? Oh boy, um, Earth Planet of No, <laughs> I don't know. Experimental Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. Nice. Well, that's kind of what we're looking at here, right? Except it's not experimental. Yeah, it's reality. reality. This is all reality, man. Right. Uh, what do you think of the shuttle? Um, I think it. I think it fits. I mean, I think it. It definitely gives you the sense, like you know, we're in the future, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I find it. It it works. Like I said, I think the only thing that makes the scene look more fake than it does is that one building. I think you move that one building, and I think you've. You got yourself a winner. Yeah. I tried to find out the characters' names that are walking around. <laughs> that would have been a tough one. I would have been very impressed if you had found out all those. Yeah. I will say, though, my my favorite by far is the woman in the center of that trio with the crazy hair. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. it looks yeah. like that's very windblown. Yeah, I want to see I want to see her later, but I don't know if we do. Right. Because she just looks cool. Uh, and I was trying to figure out that shuttle, the shuttle pod. I mean, it's, you know, it's a shuttle pod. Uh, you know, it's got that, you know, tie back to like the Ga- Galileo shuttle from mm, the original right, series. Yeah. But it's modern. It looks like it's been modernized, right? And yeah. I, can't, I couldn't make out the, the name on it. Um, yeah, me neither. Yeah. And, it's, and I don't know if it's just because I'm looking at a rip of, of the Blu-ray or, or the, of right, the DVD, yeah. actually. So I don't know if that's what. But uh, anyway, so I don't know what the name of that shuttle is. So sh- sorry, guys. Well, we definitely know it's not from the Enterprise, don't we? Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Speaking of the Enterprise, <laughs> Speaking... um, so here's what bugs me. Okay. First off, yeah, is as good as the next part is, where uh-huh. we're obviously watching some sort of recording of the Klingon crew from Star Trek Three coming in, they're on the bridge of the Enterprise. It's counting down, um, yeah. and it's eventually going to explode. The one thing we don't hear, obviously, is we don't hear um, Krug saying, get out of there. Right. We would hear that over, I think, the communicator. Uh-huh. So that's problem number one. Problem mm. number two. Wait, problem meaning you wanted to hear Krug yelling through the communicator? Oh, totally. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah, it's continuity, man. Yeah, sure. So... Uh, so that's problem number one. Problem number two is uh, where'd they get this footage from? <laughs> yep. I had that uh, the Enterprise blew up and was on a planet that also blew up. Uh, yep, true. Yeah. So uh, then we, you know, we we switch scenes and we're in some sort of gallery and you know we don't really know what's going on. We're watching a video of. Uh, the Enterprise blowing up mm-hmm. from the outside. <laughs> yep. Um, Pan and scan, no less. Yeah. And we see, you know, great, you know, I don't know if they just needed to work the scene in of the Enterprise blowing up again, which is, again, great scene, yep. great explosion. But by second, you know, 36, 37 seconds, my, I'm no longer in the minute, and I'm now thinking, how in the world did they get all this footage? Right. I know. It's not I like know. there's. It's, it's not like there's cameras following these ships around, and all the footage from inside would have been destroyed. Right. <laughs> so, 
Well, I didn't what? even th- I didn't even think I didn't even think about that that the footage could have been destroyed. Although maybe it was a black box, but it would have been destroyed with the planet. There was no, oh, there was no oh, way they would have gotten any footage. That's right. All. That's right. So because the Enterprise crashes, we assume on you know it's streaking across the sky. Is there you know the crew is on the planet and somewhere crash lands and at the end of Star Trek Three the planet blows up anyway. So so you're saying that the black box could survive a, a, a starship crash, but it can't survive a planet blowing up. Is that I'm saying thing? there's no way <laughs> that black box survives. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, maybe there's Let like... alone... So, so <laughs> this just takes my mind in so many different directions because now I'm thinking, like, I'm on a Star Trek... I'm on a Starfleet vessel. Mm-hmm. I'm Ensign Joe Smith. Yeah. I'm being taped everywhere I go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. Is that a little bit of, uh, you know, privacy issue there? Well, you know, you're signed up for the military. It's, you know, that's it's, it's probably just you, you waive your rights. I guess I, I'll, 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 I'll give you that one. Yeah, I mean, um... and I know I'm blowing it a lot out of proportion, but I just, I just feel somewhat like they just wanted to get the expo- explosion of the Enterprise in again. Right. Would you have preferred, Dave, some kind of um, uh, a, a more realistic, um, like for Star Trek Four, they recreated the uh, this stuff, but in a more realistic way, like, you know, uh, some other kind of mm. camera that would, you know, might've been, you know, like a camera on the, well, the bird of prey was gone at this night. Right. Bird of prey was there. So they could have had, they could have had the enterprise exploding from a different perspective, right? Which would have been from the bird of prey. Uh, yeah, I guess. So they and could have they recreated do. it and given us different angles and whatnot, which would would have satisfied the nerd in me to kind of mm. see it again. Um, and I know this is, you know, as we as we fast forward through the minute and we see Kirk is clearly giving his report, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the I'm, I'm assuming to Starfleet Command. So I guess I can buy. No, that. that's 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 not him giving a report. That's him doing. That's his Genesis. That's his Genesis explanation that Krug watched in Search for Spock. Oh, is is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. So, because this is the start of, it, it'll go into the next minute. This is the start of the, um, uh, yet again, watching the Genesis demo. Mm. Oh, right. I thought it was his report giving. Yeah, what happened? What happened to Starfleet Command? But I guess by this point, yeah, maybe they haven't contacted Starfleet. Right. And because I guess yeah, they're they, they stole. Yeah, that's right. He's, he doesn't have a uniform. So yep. All right. Okay. Scratch that. Bad Trekkie. Well, I had a I had a similar note to you, Dave. It wasn't. <laughs> I just want to know where the Klingons got this footage, uh, yeah. and I assumed it was you know some kind of you know when there's legal proceedings, you know the plaintiff and the defendant, they have to uh, disclosure swap, disclosure and swap all their funds. <laughs> I assume that's where it's from. Yeah, but I did not think about yeah oh yeah that's right how would they have gotten all of these camera angles and views right? Um, yeah, it's too bad. That's the uh, that's the downside with any of these you know previously on or. I mean, well, we saw right. it, we saw it in Search for Spock when they were looking back at you know Spock doing the Remember. It was the exact same footage we watched. Yeah, True, just... and I guess I, I guess to your point, I, I I can buy that more knowing that a they signed up for the military, so maybe there are cameras around, mm-hmm. and maybe we talked about that then, the same sort of thing. But 
I think what bothers me the most is the external footage, yeah. the blowing up of the Enterprise. Oh, they should have done it again, right? Because they should have done it from the bird of prey angle. Although we don't really know that this could have been the whole time in the bird of prey yeah. angle. But how do they get the bird of prey? Yeah, I know. They don't have a... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe all the ships live stream back to Starfleet and Klingon, right? It's just a constant, you know, it's, it's like someone's got a block. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just a live feed. Yeah. I mean, God, it's 300 years in the future, man. But that's such a lie, because then then we're talking. If it's a live feed, then Khan would just never have happened because they would have known that they had taken it over. Oh yeah, that's true. They would know. Yeah, all right, you got me. You got you keep boxing me in, man. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm sure someone on you know on Facebook will totally shoot me down and be like, Dave, you're an idiot. Uh, this is really how they got the footage. I'd love to hear people's theories. Yeah, I I put it to everyone who's listening. Uh, what is your theory of how the Klingons – now, mind you, this is the Klingon ambassador showing the footage to what we assume is some sort of tribunal. Mm-hmm. How did they get that footage? Right. Yeah, shouldn't somebody be standing up right now is doing exactly that? How did you get this footage? <laughs> <laughs> how did you get this footage? Explain yourself. That's not <clears throat> the point. Uh Okay, so let's talk about this tribunal or this council or whatever. I don't know what it is, right? It's never yeah, we made... don't know. We don't really know what it is. I, I mean, I'm assuming is it like the United Nation of Planets? I mean, uh, well, it's Starfleet. Yeah, I don't. I might know I mean, it was how do you get in? The, United, how did you get in United this room? Federa- yeah, United Federation of Planets. So, because um, we obviously see in one of the shots, we see several different you know species. We see uh, a Vulcan, yep. and we see the Wolfman. Oh. And uh, we see a uh, – what is it? Uh, who's the blue guy with the antennas? Uh, Indorian. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the guy actually wearing the um, uh, the metal uh, hair there. The gold egg. Is it, yep. Is it <laughs> – uh, is it Delton? Oh, get out. Is he? Yeah. That's, oh. that's what the Deltons wear over their bald, bald heads is the, <laughs> the egg. Now, <laughs> I, I I know that you know that like the secondary material, you know, deltons are supposed to be very sensual and stuff, and they have to mm-hmm. uh, they have to take their vow of celibacy so they don't like you know turn on everybody that's they walk by, right? right. So is this how the males <laughs> turn people off as they wear the stupid hat? <laughs> Maybe. So he's a delton, really? Okay, yes. I did not pick that up. I was I was trying. I actually had a note. I'm like, who's the gold egg guy? Yeah, that's a that's a delton. Nice job. Um, can we go back to the Wolfman? Yep, go back to the Wolfman. Okay, I, I love school this. me on the Wolfman. Okay, so the Wolfman, uh, he is a <clears throat> he is a uh, I'm gonna mispronounce this Acacian male. Okay. Uh, when I started looking at looking this up, I first I thought he was a Kazinti because because I, I found uh, Kazinti is a, uh, a alien species, but it was from uh, the animated series, and I was like, oh, that looks just like him, right? And uh, and I did a little more de- digging, and I was like, no, it's Acacian. I'm like, oh wow, well they look very similar. And then I found some other materials that the Acacians and the Kazinti are very like have a common heritage, just like Vulcans and Romulans do. I'm like, okay, mm. well that explains it. Um, he's Acacian male, uh, the same species as is it? How do you pronounce her name? Is it Emres from the uh, from the animated series? Oh yes, okay, right. Yep. yep. Uh, so he's the same species as she is. Uh, so this actually links, you know, the animated series to the Dude. films, and uh, not that they're—I don't think they're 
the canon, right? Of the animated yep. series canon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I've actually always wondered that about her character and her species. I'm like, you never see her anywhere else. She was only in the cartoons. Um, and so it turns out that this guy, uh, I don't know his name, but he is um, uh, he is of the same species. Oh, okay. So there you go. And I also found out that the um, in Star Trek Into Darkness, there's a scene where Kirk is... Um, uh, romantically involved with two twins, uh, mm. and they had tails, and they are also the same species. Uh-huh. Uh, so, gotcha. The Cassians, probably butchering that as well. Um, so anyway, that was fun. I was because I, I did the same thing, like the Wolfman. I'm like, oh, I would love if I can figure out who this guy is. Mm. And uh, there you have it. So I'm very cool. proud of my. I'm very proud of myself right now. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, then what else we got? We got um, the Klingon ambassador. Yep. Camarag is that his name? I think Camarag. Camarag. Yeah. Um, played by John Shuck. Uh, I think we talked about it briefly in the credits, mm. right? Because he was listed in the credits. Unnamed. Yep. Unnamed in the credits for some reason, but he does have a name. It's Camarag. Uh, yeah, Camarag. Um, he was also in the the film Mash. Um, yep, mm-hmm. and uh, it's one of those things like you, you see him without makeup. I'm like, oh yeah, that guy. But I'm like, yeah, he's been a, he's been in a ton of stuff. But but I can only I only place him with with Mash for some reason, and and, and I've seen Mash like once, so I'm not sure. <laughs> so obviously I've seen him elsewhere, and I just can't I haven't been able to place it. Um, and then I have a question for you. Mm. So this is a you know a new film, uh, a new look at the Klingons. Um, yep. Would you say that the Klingon look has evolved again? <clears throat> or it's funny you say that okay. because um, that is my note. Literally says uh, pronounced forehead in previous iterations, slightly less so here. Evolved. <laughs> so okay. that was my note. Um, looking at uh, you know the two Klingons that are up front, I don't feel like they have as pronounced or cro magnon like as Krug and the crew had. And I don't know if it's... <clears throat> I don't know if the amount of ridges you have it shows, or the way it's developed shows intelligence or brutality or... You know, he's obviously an ambassador, so he's, I'm assuming, smart. Um, yep. You know, take that with a grain of salt or whatever. But, um, you know, we're assuming he's a highly intelligent man. So it's because his ridges are much more refined. Mm. It, 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 you know, he that denotes intelligence. Whereas, like when you look at Krug, and it's very Cro-Magnum and you know pronounced, like you know they're you know antagonistic or brutal or you know warrior-like. Oh, interesting. Okay, so the, but you're talking, yeah. So you're talking more, just like you said. There's the warrior. There's the yeah. uh, diplomat. There's you know that kind of you, you think. You think there's a classes right. kind of thing? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, yeah. I I'm just asking the question. Like, I don't. I don't know if it's if it is an evolution of what they look like because I know um, in the next movie I think we get a pick. We get we we see one Klingon and then obviously Star Trek Six is all about Klingon. So yeah. Um, and I haven't seen that movie in a while. So and I can't draw from memory to know like what. Um, you know what they look like 
in terms of you know the structure of the forehead and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's some there's something about the ambassador to me <clears throat> that just looks a little <clears throat> different. I mean, obviously, he's, you know, his his yeah his, his garb is less warrior like. It looks more like he's mm. he's in, in fur than necessarily you know. Looks like he's from like he's a Viking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's a good look. And he's got a beard. Which everybody else mm. seems to have like Fu Manchus and wispy mustaches, you know. So right. that's that's a different look too. Maybe that's maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's like, oh, this guy's got a beard. Uh, but there's just something about him that I'm like, yeah, he looks he looks yet again looks a little different from the Klingons we've seen mm. so far. And maybe it's because he looks more. <clears throat> I, I, obviously, this is you know, maybe he just looks more human, mm. and therefore won't be uh, come off as. Uh, scary? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Yeah, I think scary. Um, I guess if he was, if he if he is seems more human, that's probably makes him a good diplomat, right? So he probably yeah. is less less off putting or scary to uh, right. interact with. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Camarag, he'll uh, he's here to. Um, What's he wants? Extradition, right? Is that in this in this minute? Once Kirk extradited. <laughs> so we don't know. We oh. this is it. one of the best lines of the movie is he says, Behold, the quintessential devil in these matters. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard anyone refer to Kirk as the quintessential devil. <laughs> uh, James T. Kirk, renegade and terrorist. Not only is he responsible for the murder of a Klingon crew and the theft of a Klingon vessel. See now the real plot, and that's where the uh, the minute ends. So we don't get more of his speech, right? More of his wild conspiracy theory. Yeah. So he is clearly no fan of Kirk. Mm. Yeah, the Klingons got it in for him, right? They know this guy by name. Mm. Nobody likes Kirk. Um, I think we can all. I would agree that Kirk is a renegade. Would you? Would I think that he's a renegade? Yeah. I would say he's a renegade in the sense that he stole the Enterprise and right. went after his friend and, yeah, did some damage out there. I would say so. I wouldn't I wouldn't call him a terrorist, though. Oh, no, no, no. I definitely know. I, I would agree with you there. Not a terrorist. Renegade? I think, yes. He's a, right. he's a I mean, I get, vendor. Yeah. I guess we, in the next minute, we'll find out more of, you know, Klingon's case against Kirk or, you know their grievance against him um here we don't get as much information this is more about you know he's he's a bad he's a bad guy he killed the klingon crew and he stole the vessel like that's that's what we got here yep good summary of the movie yeah from the klingon point of view uh i think my last note i think my last note is the federation president Yes. Has no poker face. He does not. But I will say he's got a great beard. <laughs> great beard. I cannot wait till my beard is that white. <laughs> yeah. Could he look more, you know, like distressed that mm. Klingon is accusing Kirk of all these things? He look, I know. I, I, look, I feel so sad. I feel so upset. I'm like, dude, you, you, one, he should know all these, all of this information, right? Um, well, again, I, I don't... This goes back to my original question. How did the Klingons get all this information? I mean, they, the, the Federation knows that Kirk stole a ship 
and went out to the Genesis planet because clearly mm-hmm. um, everyone he talked to, you know, he, he, he had asked for permission to go out there anyway. So they all know he was there. And I got to imagine that when they landed on Vulcan, some Vulcan radioed back to, you know, the Federation on Earth and, you know, in the Terran sector mm-hmm. um, and said, you know, I guess who pulled in with a, uh, you know, Klingon bird of prey, uh, Kirk and crew. Yeah. I have to I have to imagine that there has to have been some sort of communication between Vulcan and Earth. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. So on your point, yes, I would say that the Federation has to know all of this stuff. I suppose it's possible, and I am jumping ahead to something I want to talk about in the next minute. Mm. But I I suppose it's possible that the people in this room haven't seen this footage before. Yeah, I agree. So he could be reacting to, oh, my God, you know, what just happened to the Enterprise? You know how much money that thing cost? You know, he could be... (laughs) He could be. He could be. Th- so he could be reacting to what he just saw, not what the ambassador is currently saying. Mm. Right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's uh, that was all I had for uh, for this minute. It's good to see the Klingons again. Yes. Yes. Uh, shall we wrap it up then? I believe we shall. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, folks, we'll be back again on Friday. Um, so in the meantime, if you haven't already, um. You should check out the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation over on Facebook. Uh, i got a whole bunch of folks out there. We are all talking about uh, um, all things Star Trek, what's happening in, uh, today with, you know, Star, as, we're, as we're recording this, Star Trek Discovery Season 2 is on its way. So uh, um, lots of stuff coming alive with Star Trek. Um, mm. And then we're also talking about the minutes, right? So getting your theories, getting your feedback, and uh, you know, uh, slapped on the wrist and told what we did wrong in the in the episode. So uh, we love getting that kind of feedback and um, taking it out on the interns here at Star Trek Minute. Uh, so check us out, Star Trek Minute Listener <laughs> Federation on Facebook, uh, and we will be back again on Friday talking about Minute Six of Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>